for me, it's been a home run in two ways, on the racetrack and also building our brand here in Australia in our business. We finished first or second every year since 05, um, which was... Uh, I knew it was fast before, and I proved it very it's, it's motor racing, you know, you can't really just look at the last race of the year. You have to look at, uh, it starts at Adelaide and it ends at Newcastle. But... From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. It's a big post-Newcastle, post-end-of-season event. And boy, there were some uh, wonderful moments during the weekend. None more so than the... Uh, Crowning of both Scotty McLaughlin and Chris Pither, a pair of New Zealanders. That's just pretty wonderful for the country there. But also a whole bunch of different things that happened. And first I'll just run through, Craig, um, maybe the, some of the Hall of... Um, not the, the gala evening night, uh, some of the winners there. Of course, Scott and Chris Pither got their awards. Tom Walkinshaw was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Dave Reynolds got his second and back-to-back Barry Sheen medals. And that... Nothing more appropriate, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, great to have Dave, uh, who is one of the real personalities of uh, this sport. So it, he's getting rewarded for, you know, having a profile, really. Yes. Um, so that was terrific. He, he also won an award which I haven't really been aware of before. It was the driver's driver. So that the other obvious 25 drivers vote on who they think was the best driver. So... Yeah, I think Greg Lance has dominated that for a while, and I think Jamie Winkup's won it a few times as well. Well, it's fantastic that Dave's got it. The other great award, which I'm really pleased to see, because he's a kid that's got enormous potential, and we'll be talking to him in the near future about uh, his uh, history of winning the TRS, but Tom Randall, who has made his debut this year in the series Super 2, and he won the Mike Cable Young Gun Award, and that's fantastic. It's a great, it's not, it's a money award, which is always helpful, but it was terrific to see him being acknowledged as uh, such a great young driver and somebody worth watching. So some of the other uh, events uh, and things decided were the uh, volunteers, the Darwin event uh, volunteers got that award. Um, obviously, Scotty got the pole position. That's the second year in a row he won that. I think it's 14 was his record. Uh, Chris Pither won the um, Super 2 pole position award, so that was terrific for him. So a whole bunch of different things, Craig. Anything stand out there from you? Uh, not really. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it is certainly a set of awards that, uh, uh, it, well, the Knights there to crown the champion and the champion team, and uh, the engineers from Triple Eight certainly enjoyed their uh, conversation and uh, Couchy saying yeah it was a, a big year coming out of the box with the ZB and uh, also joking about how uh, we we got the car out of the box so quick uh, with all those illegal panels on it so um, a lot of people had a lot of laughs at what he and Irish and Grant McPherson were able to say and uh, and obviously recognition of the team's champion which uh, interesting I, I can't remember who said it to me but uh, uh, you're going to have a, an almost uh, complete reverse of what happened last year, where you had the number one car in the second garage of pit lane because Triple uh, H's the team's champion, Chab Jansen, Team Penske, is, of course, the driver's champion. And we saw on the weekend how important that first pit bay is with the ability to be able to read what your competition's doing and adjust your pit stop to suit. 
it certainly is. Anyway, we better get on with this week's show. We've got a lot of interviews to get through. We're going to kick off with Craig about when he started in 96, not reflecting on the weekend, but on 96. And we're saying farewell to his his young Irish engineer, John McGregor, is heading back, back to Europe. He's been here eight years, done a fantastic job. He came here and uh, has learned an enormous amount and great for him to win a Bathurst before heading back to the Northern Hemisphere. And of course, Tony, for those who are wondering where the Scott McLaughlin interview and Dave Reynolds interview are, you can hear that on our sister program, Inside Motorsport, this week. So uh, check out sportradio.com.au or on your iTunes Android app to see Inside Motorsport, where you'll hear from Scott McLaughlin and also David Reynolds this week. So the other uh, terrific standouts were uh, uh, Jack LeBrock, who's the top-performing rookie of the year in this year. So uh, he'll be back next year, and, uh, of course, he'll be having to build on his uh, very strong performance this year. We had an opportunity to talk to Matt Roberts, who's now team manager. He subbed for Chris O'Toole, the uh, Tickford Racing team manager of some years. He had a pretty horrendous... uh, motorbike accident and uh, did his leg in badly and Chris uh, rather um, Matt sub for for Chris then and is now taking on the role as the full-time team manager. He started out as uh, Mark Winterbottom's mechanic, number one mechanic and he takes us through the story of their relationship and their growth and that's rather wonderful to hear. So after the break, we'll start off with Craig Lowndes and his... Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. We're with Craig Lowndes. It's the morning of the final qualifying on Saturday. And then we've got a race later on today. And Craig's just agreed to come and chat to... Uh, recollect his memories of 96 and his debut meeting in the series when you had a great weekend yeah i think it was uh you know eastern creek or what was now known as eastern creek and it was a short track and it was actually quite a uh, an amazing sort of uh, an event obviously being my first no one really expected me to be doing anything or or achieve anything and i think that uh, what people didn't appreciate is how much actually time we spent at eastern creek in the end of 95 doing a whole heap of uh, Bridgestone tyre tests and that was something that uh, really set me up I think from when we went back for the start of 96 and um, I think we qualified near the front from memory and um, you know we had great battles with Bowie uh, throughout that weekend um, Picking up from 94 at Bathurst. Yeah pretty much and I think that uh, you know I, I know a lot of drivers uh, didn't expect me to be competitive at all and I think I surprised a lot of people at the time Yeah there is that amazing stat, of course. You won two of the three races up from memory? From memory, it was something like that, yeah. yeah two and, of the three races yeah. and the round. And we won the round, which was uh, really good, I think, from uh, memory. Dick Johnson uh, was really annoyed with uh, John Bow 
because uh, at the time John was a very much a big advocate of, of ourselves and, and what we'd achieved and, and I think how we sort of fitted into the sort of the category. So I think Dick was a bit annoyed with uh, John's comments. <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing unusual in that. Um, and, you know, given that it was such a, a new era, because suddenly you weren't an owner-driver, you were a driver, and there weren't many of them around. No. No, no, I think that the other thing, too, that uh, at that time is is the team, or HRT, you know, they had a fitness trainer. Um, we were training quite heavily, obviously trying to make sure that we were strong enough and fit enough to, to, to drive the car. And, and uh, you know, I think it really it was a bit of a game-changer back yeah. then because, you know, a lot, a lot of the old school really didn't think of or focus on the... The fitness side of it too heavily, uh, and uh, HRT were, were definitely all that. They were, you know, we were training six days a week. I was travelling from home when I was st- staying with my parents at the time. It was a good hour drive each way to the to the gym, and uh, you know, for me it was exhausting. But it was it was definitely now looking back on it. Um, was yeah. that the company Cortini you were driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah my, my first road car, which yeah. I still got. Since his own, but it's. Um... I, I learned to drive in my dad's Cortina. Oh, nice. Uh, a 440. Well, that's what mine is, a 440. Oh, um, right. So it's, it's uh, well, originally started off a 440, now it's become the, the car it is now. But it's, uh, yeah, so I used to drive back and forth from the, from the, the gym every day and, as I said, six days a week. Um, and, and to be honest, the, the, the requirements and the commitments outside of racing was pretty minimal when you think back on what we, did, what we do now. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, it was Craig had it easy because... You know, he uh, he got so many testing miles in, and of course it was in an era of different tyres. And, yes. and in a weekend, you'd actually have two different compounds more than likely. Oh, absolutely. We, we had steer tyres, drive tyres, different yeah. compound tyres. But you know, when the bin people say that I had it easy, well, then it must be all the Bridgestone runners because we're all the same. But um, it, it was it was a great era because yeah, we had Dunlop. We used to go to tracks. I, I remember going to Malala. Um, during the year that uh, we knew that the Bridgestone tyre wasn't as good as the Dunlop tyre. We knew the Dunlop runners were going to be strong there. Uh, we ended up the, the final round of the, the championship, which was only I think five or six rounds back then, was Oran Park. Oran Park was definitely a, a Bridgestone track. And again, um, you know, for us it was a great way to close out the year. Um, and of course, one of the things that was so different in that time was that it was a much larger field. I mean, I think there were 36 cars, and you know, one year, maybe not 96, but certainly it was pre-qualifying and things like that. So, did the old boys give you a hard time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they, they didn't. Uh, they didn't welcome me with open arms. That's for sure. It's. Uh, I think it was, it was good though because you have to earn your stripes. Like, there's no different today. I think that uh, when the young generation come in, um, Toddy Hazelwood, they, you know, these guys now come up from Super Two. Uh, it's the same. You come into this category and this level, and, and you've got. 25 or six, you know, competitive championship cars. Um, and back then, although I'm saying that, you know, back then it was probably five or six competitive cars, and then there was like a next tier down. Yeah. But yeah, we had molten. Like I remember going to Bathurst that year. I think we had 55 or 56 cars. It's, yeah. you know, it was insane. But but again, it was a you know a great era, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of as I said, a lot of testing. There was also a lot of development because I think even though HRT had been around and established even when I walked into it you know like most young drivers do bought another element bought another another, well, another one of the things, I've interviewed Jeff Gritch a number of times and um, the thing that uh, I, I sort of want to write a story about Kingmaker because what he had there were the elements and John Prenn obviously gave him the budget and gave him the authorization to do it yep. and so that Matty Crawford went to Penske Shocks 
um, Dwyer, uh, kind of his name, his name. Matty, hmm? Matthew Dwyer. No, Dwyer. Oh, oh, Chris Dwyer. Chris. Chris. Yeah, he went off and, and, and checked over the supercar yes. Volvo. Yes, And, um... Came back and built your first supercar, the one you decided to put on his roof. Yes, know? yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, he, uh, Jeff talked about how the team was ready, um, and all it needed was somebody instead of walking in with two-inch shove on the rear shocks and you know, rear bar up one and the rear wing and this, it was somebody coming in telling them what they were doing. Uh, I think I've already told you about Alan McCall, who was. <laughs> Mechanic on your car, your debut at Pukukoi yes. in a Formula Holden, yep. one of uh, Graham Watson's Formula Holdens. Yes. Alan McCall, ex Lotus, Jim Clark, Indy 500 winning mechanic, told me that your ability to give feedback on a car was in the same class as Jim Clark's. Now, you, do you remember those early days, 94 or 5? You'd come yeah. in and you just debrief? Yeah. Is yeah. it similar to what you do now? Uh, yeah, I've always operated the same way. I think that uh, it's different to some others. Um, even the early days back in 94, 95, when I was with the team, obviously I still had Thomas Mazzera, Brock driving as, as their main drivers, and, and I would come in, and, and I was a rookie, you know, probably a bit bit scared to be able to, to, to be a bit boisterous in the sense of what the car was doing, but they'd ask my, uh, my, uh, my opinion. You give my opinion, and then I sort of walk away and forget about it, and go and do other things, which I always did. And, uh, and it's sort of no different today. I think that uh, go in and I can, I'm, I'm not an engineer; don't don't claim to be. Um, you know, we know enough about the car that we could probably give advice. But again, through my career, you've, I've been with drivers that will give you the problem and the solution. Yeah. And that's something that uh, you know I'm not employed to to, to, to be the, the solver of problems. But uh, but yeah, you, you weren't wanting two pay packets, were you? You know, yeah. the one. And, and that's where I've always been. So, um, yeah, and I still operate today. The, the difference is today is we've got a lot more data that we can analyse and sift through and, and really cross over other drivers. Back then it was it was a lot of basically by the seat of the pants and, and what we actually felt is what the team operated by. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a much smaller team, obviously, than where you are now. But even HRT probably is, is twice the size of what it was. Did that make it sort of that much more special because you knew everybody closely? Oh, yeah, and we still do. But you're right. Like the, the 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 garages and the teams are double the size of what we you know when we were running two cars. Um, even to a point where we ran three cars at Adelaide in '95. I think that's uh, you know for us it was a, uh, the cars were well well maintained, obviously well prepared. But it was a little bit low stress. Where today's the cars are probably a bit more high stress, and uh, there's a lot more that goes on servicing between races. Uh, at weekends, but you know, really for me, it was you know, yes, you w- used to walk around the garage and say hello, and I used to I used to do the same. No, no different again to today's garage. You walk in and walk around the, the workshop floor and say hello to everyone, and, and you know everyone by name. So it's for me, it's good. You went to a number of teams um, early on, changing around. Obviously, the switch from holding the board and then back again sometime down the road. But you've obviously enjoyed being at the same place now for so long. Oh yeah, and there's no 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 secret why I'm still there. It's because it's very much a, a very driven uh, workshop from the top from Roland. Uh, you know, he shared the dream of what he wanted to become back in uh, end of 2004. And uh, of course, we joined the team in 2005, and, and we haven't uh, left since. So it's, you know, Roland's a very straight shooter. You know, 
everything between what we're going to do, what we're going to achieve, to what you're going to get paid. Like it's just literally you like it, you don't get out, or you stay. Yeah, He's very, indeed. very clean, short and sharp. And, and for for me to have longevity within the team is, is uh, no, as I said, no secret because I enjoy the the, 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 the feel and the atmosphere that's within the team. Um, you know, it is very much like a HRT in its early days, very determined. And regardless of the success that we've had, we've still been very humble, very respectful, and, and always been driven by our competition. And we actually say that about you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's one of those things. I've just tried to be me the whole way through. Um, you know, yeah, we, we, swap, we swap teams. Um, we went from, obviously, Holden. We were one of the first to defect across the forward. Uh, there was a lot of haters at the time. There's still every now and then you will get people on social media, which is again something else that's evolved over the years. That so social media was never around yeah, yeah. Um, in the early days, so you used to get a, a you used to get a letter in the mail and you used to write back, and about a month later you get another reply. And where now it's like 30 seconds, you get a reply, and you got these so many people. So yeah, the the, the, uh, the environment outside of a race car has completely changed. Okay, what's your first agenda item on Monday? So you're going to go to the galas on Monday night. Galas Monday night, but we'll be up doing media. We've got to go. To, we've got to obviously drive back to Sydney. We've got uh, Red Bull. Go down and see Red Bull. Say hello. Say thank you. We've got a couple other uh, you know, uh, functions to run around and do. And then once that's all done, hopefully get get ready for the black tie dinner. So it's it's still busy as usual. Yeah. All right. Well, Craig, thank you for the last 25 years. I've been there from the start. I'm very glad to be here at the end of it. Uh, you certainly carried yourself with a great aplomb. I'm sure your father's chest is bursting out of his you know, sort of body, but uh, you've done a wonderful job for the series. And uh, just great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to Inside Supercast. We're here post-race 31 of the 2018 Championship. And I'm standing here talking with John Irish McGregor, who has been Craig Lowndes' engineer this year. He's been with the team... For how long? Seven years. Seven years. Yes. And he's leaving us. Yes. Had enough. No more of these supercars. I'm heading home. Heading home. Yeah. Where is home? Uh, home is Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yep. In... Yeah. And well, it's northwest, so Londonderry. Londonderry. Yep. Sounds like it was a vicious place at one stage. It was a long time ago. It's lovely place now. Not anymore. Not anymore right? Yeah, lovely place. Okay. So you've obviously had to learn an awful lot the last seven years. Yes. Been Steve Levin You've you've done it successfully. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat Still yeah. got a bit to learn yet. Yeah, but you know, you know, there are a lot of people who have been in this game a long time and have not won a Bathurst and a couple of other races as well. That's you know? true, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we've had a good year. So, what does supercars take you to, do you think? I reckon, like, I've been told, you know, recently when we keep talking to people about where to go and what to do next, and the, and the rest of the world, people regard supercars very, very highly. Um, the level of engineering here and you know, the type of racing, how close it is, the fact that you have to be on it with strategy. We still do fuel, we still do tyres, and you can still do a certain, still there's some element of freedom with the cars as well. And it's good with the cars being a lot, you know, they're very mechanically grip-based, so you have to learn how to tune the car. You have to learn what, what it means, what the tyre needs, and all the rest of it. So you know, there's other categories in the world, like GT racing, where you do very little to the car and just about send it round. So I, I'm glad I came here. To, to start my career in motorsport for sure. How old are you now? Uh, 31. Oh, okay. You're yeah. a very young looking 31, can I say? So, oh, you know. don't know where that. Don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, they, Roland hasn't aged you that much. I has. Right? Now, tell me, has um, has coming here met your expectations? Yeah, well, to be honest, I hadn't a clue what what to think when I got here. I, I didn't actually come to Australia for V8 supercars. 
I came out eight years ago for six month placement in Sydney, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm still here. Um, I was down in Sydney doing GT racing, and then that finished about a year after I came out, and it was either go home or get involved in probably, you know the best category in Australia. And I was lucky enough to get a landed role in Triple Eight. Okay. And you started as a data engineer? Yep, started as a data engineer on the... on Actually, it was a customer support engineer for LDM at the time and then moved up to uh, moved up to the main game with um, with Triple Eight then the year after that. Yeah. Yeah. And so doing, a, did the two cars. For a period of voice, you were the voice of Ludo Lacroix, I think. Yes, I was his boy for a while as well. <laughs> Learned a lot off him. Yeah. The mad Frenchman. We had good fun. Yeah. And uh, obviously, seeing out Craig's career has been a, uh, would be a highlight for anyone's working life. Yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't believe it when I when I knew I was going to get the chance um, to work with him. I, did, I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, incredible. It's been great. Like learning, you learn a lot from him too, um, and the way he drives and how he can drive, look after tires, and you know, quality's not wasn't our strength this year. But look at the way we came forward every day. Yes, I think we lost a handful of places all year yesterday being probably the biggest chunk well we hope you'll bring your experience back here again and oh, not just... I, I've enjoyed the sunshine I'd like to see it again <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much John we greatly problem. appreciate you coming here that's great thank you very much after the break Jack LeBrock who was the rookie of the year and done a fantastic job for Techno we hope and think he's going to be back in the same car and the same team after that Matt Roberts the team manager now for certain for beyond uh, 2018. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian Times since we've been back and been unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at Sport Radio. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au Welcome back to Inside Supercars, we're here at Newcastle on Friday morning before a car has rolled out on the track and we're here with Jack LeBrock who's the highest placed in the points in uh, 2018 in the championship. Had a good year Jack. Yeah, no, it's been um, been a great year. It's the first time in the main game. It's been pretty exciting for myself and all our supporters and family and stuff as well, so it's been pretty cool. And Yeah, it's been, been a good year. It's been up and down, um, I suppose, like any rookie's year um, has been this year, but we've, we've had a top five. We've had four other top tens as well, race finishes. So, um, yeah, from that point of view, it, it's great for us, and hopefully we can finish the weekend here at Newcastle with a couple more. And Simmons Plains was a great weekend because not only did you have qualifying speed, you then had the race speed to uh, keep that up and retain your fifth place. Yeah, yeah, that was um, an awesome day on Sunday. It was sort of a little bit sketchy at the end. Then we had a front and arm split or fail and uh, spent the last 20 laps of the race with it flapping about quite badly. But, um, yeah, that was awesome. It was um, yeah, definitely a highlight of the year for myself and to be in the top five around those other guys is pretty special. Now, you've done a, a fair sort of... Uh... Uh, graduation to get into the supercars. You've driven all three brands that are currently running. You didn't drive Mercedes, though, did you? No, I did. Drove the Airbus back in uh, 2015. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done the Volvo. It's the only oh, one. Oh, <laughs> damn. May have to retire that. So, uh, you're enjoying the ZB? 
Yeah, it has been good. It's been been challenging um, with, with what we've got in the car. It's quite difficult to get in the window. That's what we're finding um, with our package. Um, yeah, we've got triple eight support to a point, um, but we're still running old equipment that's dated back to early 2016. So um, we're doing the best with what we can. The guys, once we get the car in the window, the car's been very fast, and we've proved that throughout the year. Um, and then from my point, I've just got to. Yeah, a little bit of uh, qualifying speed to find in, in the Commodore, but um, yeah, it has been a bad car. When, when we get in the window, it's nice. Okay, now last year you were here in what car? Uh, Nissan. Yep. Nissan? Yep, with Matty White. Uh, Matty White, yep. yeah, okay. Um, what was your result? I'm sorry, I don't remember it. But, uh... um, we ended up with a DNF on the Sunday, and uh, but we had good speed. We got the, the lap record and, and the top three both days in qualifying, so okay. it's, yeah, we got along with the place well, which is positive. So right. Did you like it? Yeah, it is an awesome circuit. It's just um, it's just hairy. You just got to hold on and and try and get the most out of the car and keep it's it off the walls. Pretty amazing the run down the other side on the seaside sort of thing. That it, it looks like you'd be fighting in a, on a skateboard or an Aussie <laughs> racing car, but in full size sedans. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's the run down the hill there, and then the run into that last corner or that last complex down there is pretty awesome. You carry some pretty mega speed and yeah what a cool place to do it on the water as well so um yeah it's very nice and do you think there'll be people sort of going a bit deeper this year than last year given that they've had a year at the place oh well, it'll be interesting to, to find out i'm sure there's um some people would have thought they left something on the table last year and there probably wasn't a whole lot of incidents last year um that i can remember so yeah i'm sure everyone's gonna be pushing pretty hard it's the last round of the year everyone wants to, to go out in the high before christmas so uh yeah We'll see how we go as long as it's not us or touch wood, we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs> okay. And 2019, you've got your plans all in place? Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all in motion. So, um, yeah, we'll be, be somewhere on the grid. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's all ticking along well. So we'll just keep, um, keep playing the game and we'll be right. Have you been able to do anything else or thought of doing other things? Um, it's been one of these years. The first year in the main game, we haven't really chased too much we just wanted to focus on on driving a supercar and understanding and getting that right before we go dabble in other stuff so i've got i've had gt3 experience i've done all that um got an idea on it all but um yeah at the moment just want to focus on supercars so but yeah in the future for sure look to love to get back into into gd3 cars and have a bit of a play around did you do the 12 hour this year no no last time i did it was back in 2015 Right, oh, yeah. a while ago. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, I would think that you'd be walking up to uh, get into a reasonably good car there. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be um, always cool to get back at the 12 hours. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can try and get back there. And It's always a good way to start the year, blow the cobwebs out and get back into it. So uh, we'll see. See how we go. I know you're aiming for a top 10 or even a top 5 here, but what realistically, what do you think your, your place will be on the grid? Um, look, I don't know. I'd like to say around the 10, I think um, we'll be capable of doing that. It's a place I enjoy. So, um, yeah, I think anywhere between 10 and 15 will be a good way to end the year. Um, but, yeah, like I said, we'd love to be in the 10 for both both days, um, qualifying and racing. All right. Well, we wish Jack LeBrock the best for 2018 finish-up and all this for the new year. We'll look forward to maybe catch you on Sunday night. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. We're here talking with team manager at uh, Tickford Racing, Matt Roberts, who uh, we just want to have a brief chat about farewelling your driver. Tell us about the start. The start um, was back in uh, the end of 2005. I distinctly remember Mark walking in the workshop with uh, with Phil Keed, one of our engineers at the time, and um, he was just showing this. He was a kid, you know, tall, tall streak, 
flabby, didn't have any muscle about him, typical driver's ass. You know, it was <laughs> there was nothing there. He still still doesn't have an ass to this day. But um, no, look, first first memory that sticks out to my mind was our first podium together with, with was in um, New Zealand. He finished second to um, Mark Scaife, and you know that was from that point on. You know, we had a we grew a huge respect for each other, and um, you know, basically. Um, from there, that's where we forged our relationship and trust for one another because it's been a massive... You were spannering on his car then? Yeah, I was his number one then. Yep. Um, and that's basically where the you know our friendship formed. You know, we had massive trust with each other and from that point on, you know, I was his number one for, you know, ten years or so or nine years and, um, you know, we've, we've won together, we've lost together and, you know, it's been a really, really... Um, cool roller coaster to ride with him. You know, we've, our families have grown up together. Um, you know, we're, we're great friends on and off the track. I mean, the thing, of course, is you've not only grown in the sport in that time, because obviously you were both relatively new, but you've also grown in the team, and the team has evolved so much in that time. Yeah, and I mean, look, he he did his apprenticeship basically the same time as I did, really. In you know, supercars, he came in and he had um, Bridie. And um, Richo was his mentors, and he learned a lot from Bridie, and, and, and so too did I. Um, and just about how we go about things, and you know, him, he's grown into a mentor to all the younger guys in our team, um, and and so too probably have I, to a to a degree. You know, I've, I've come through being, you know, number one or number two mechanic started out, number two grew into, um, you know, chief mechanic, and now. And then, you know, assistant team manager and ultimately now my goal was to be team manager and I've um, finally made it. You know, it's taken me 17 years to get there, but, you know, I wouldn't probably have been able to do it without him. You know, all that, um, we had a lot of success in those early days. We had a really dry period, you know, in um, 2011, uh, oh, sorry, the, when was it, 09, I think we were, you know, it was a bit of a dry spell, but, you know, we came back strong after that. And um, yeah, it's just—it's going to be a sad day today to watch him cross that finish line. And um, it's—it's as everyone's saying, it's an end of an era, and you know people need to move on in their lives. And um, you know he's—he's he's chosen his new journey, and he thinks it's—it's um, you know, it's going to be the best for him and his family. So you know, I think I can't wish him you know well enough. Enough, you know, really, it's. I'm, I'm sad that he's leaving, you know, I'm losing probably one of my best mates that I'm going to be working with every day. Yep. Um, and he's a really good guy, deep yep. down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've known him a long time as well, and uh, not obviously closely, but he's, he's certainly someone who's... Uh, have you got anything special in the way of uh, light-up as a farewell for him? I mean, you don't tell me what it is, but... <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, we, we know of tyre trolleys being used and oh, gaffer look, tape. It's, and... it's been spoke of, but, you know, look, I think everyone's got such huge respect for him. We're, we're going to, I think we're gonna, the boys are trying to organise, um, you know, playing a, a song on his outlap. So wish him farewell and, you know, look, we'll, we'll take all the memories from the past and, and what we what we collect today, we'll, that'll be also, we'll put that in the memory bank and... Um, uh, maybe a tyre trolley or two might come out or a hose might come out after the race but I think we'll just keep it gentleman-like and um, right. we'll wish him all the best. Well, it's an end of an era certainly for both Matt Roberts and for 
Tickford Racing, so uh, farewelling Mark Winterbottom is a wonderful thing. Thanks so much for your time, and best of luck with next year and beyond. No worries, Jones. Thanks. So from his mechanic team manager to Frosty Winterbottom, here's his message to the fans following the last race of the year. Hey everyone, we've wrapped up the season. Uh, tough weekend for me. Um, yesterday, sixth place was a great result. Uh, today, 13th, we're a little bit off the pace, but fought our way through. Bit unlucky with the pit stop, but um, yeah, just probably didn't have the pace to, to get up there. But, you know, 13 years at Tickford, it's been great. Thanks to everyone for the support. It's been uh, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey, but comes to an end. Uh, I'm really excited about next year to join Irwin Racing. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a big Christmas, and uh, yeah, we're going to work hard in the off-season to make sure we come out strong next year. But a bit sad to leave. Um, but on the on the flip side, good to see Scott win in a Falcon and, uh, and, and see him get the championship and, and get it for forward. So um, wouldn't want a better bloke to win it. Glad he won it. Um, our job next year is to come out, try and fight him and, uh, and, and try and take it off him. But, um, yeah, great finish to a championship, going to Christmas and get ready for a big 2019. So thanks for everyone's support. Hopefully you can keep supporting me next year, um, but bring on a big year. Coming up after the break, we'll have our final thoughts for 2018 post-event final. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's crew at the Grand Prix and I just remind myself... Of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark, not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock looking at our post-event and... Uh, there's been some interesting comments thrown out there, Craig. Yeah, Tom Howard has got a great report on uh, on Speed Cafe with uh, Richie Stanaway, who obviously had a, a standout endurance campaign in 2016. But 2017, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he had, well, a rough time to say the least. And some of his comments have been quite interesting. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I have a seat uh, you know, I haven't had any indication my two-year contract wouldn't uh, continue, but uh, I think this is the one that probably makes the headlines. I think some massive changes need to be made with the people I've got around me if I was to do another year anyway. Um, wow. Wow. So, you know, that's, a, uh, that's a, a big statement, no matter how you look at it, and uh, we'll see how uh, it all plays out. Um, there were rumours that maybe Jack LeBrock might be at Tickford, and to do that, either they have to get a licence, you know, run the techno car under their wing, which I don't think is going to happen, considering the uh, logistics of that's a Queensland team that you'd be closing down effectively, or you have to make a seat in your three cars that you've got to um, be able to to be able to do a uh, uh, a different driver in the car. So. Interesting to see where that all might play out. Well, I'm pretty sure that Jack will be there at Techno next year. It was a two-year contract, and they're now working out the details. He and his manager, David Siegel, of course. Um, I think there's a book out there called How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's quite a few drivers who've read that. Not many who've read How to Lose Friends and Influence People. Um, One driver who I think uh, 
I've only had recently got to know is Thomas Randall, and I'm very, very pleased to see that he's been acknowledged with the Mike Cable Award, the Rookie Young Gun of the Year, and by crikey, he has uh, quite some credentials to be uh, picking up that award, and it was a fantastic one. Mike was always very good at highlighting the young guys out there who deserve to be noticed, and certainly a well-deserving winner in uh, in this this year's Mike Cable Young Gun Award. So that's fantastic, and that's from me at uh, Inside Supercars with Craig Rill. Thank you very much for this year or this moment, this week, and we'll be looking forward to next week's show with a few more look at Inside Supercars. Yeah, it's going to be a great show next week, and we've got some fantastic shows coming up throughout the break as well. So we look forward to that. Uh, Tony? Thank you, sir. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.